0: Welcome to the Live Point Podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. We hope you're inspired by this message. Craziness, welcome. I'm bringing my craziness too, and uh, we just take it all to Jesus. Amen. He takes our craziness and all of our wildness and just changes it into beauty. That's what he does, and so it's an incredible time. And so, while you're turning there, just let me talk for a little bit. Um, I mentioned briefly earlier. I'm I'm just looking at people, and they're just hollow-eyed. Anybody feel like that in the world? It's like the, the news is the same thing for the last two years. And people, people are tired. Tired. It's not necessarily the, the work. The work is tiring. It's always tiring. That's work. Otherwise, it would be called vacation. But it's work, you know. And because of our own sin, we've got to work the ground to get the money to live, to do the thing, right? That's part of the curse of sin. But, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's more than that. The reason we're so tired and I would say that humanity is tired the world is tired the reason that we're so tired is because there's a broken partnership when you read the Bible what you look at is God enters into covenant with man covenant is a partnership I'm gonna do my part and you do your part and when somebody doesn't do their part it's tiring. Now, thank God he doesn't get tired, right? He's all-sufficient. He can take care of himself. He's going to take care of himself. He, he were, he's not in danger of falling asleep or, or needed a vacation. He was, we were never in danger of him not finishing the work on the cross for us. He was always going to get it done. But we're the ones who broke relationship. We're the ones who broke partnership. That's why the world is broken, that's why we're dealing with what we're dealing with, and we continue to do this. And if you read the Bible, and a lot of you read the Bible through every year. If you don't, you should start this year. This is a great year to read the Bible through. Do it. Um, the U version makes it super easy. As Pastor Juan said Sunday, by the way, great message. Pastor Juan, if you were here for that. You can get it read All kinds of different accents, different languages, different versions. If you like the old King James English, wonderful. If you want the message version, great. If you want the Amplified New Living, New King James, doesn't matter. Just read the word of God. Get it in you. God is faithful. He's going to touch your heart if you will read it. But we we look at this, and over and over again in Scripture, we see these covenants with different, different covenants that he made. Right? With, with Noah and with Abraham and with David and the people of Israel and over and over again. People just break it. <laughs> we just break it. And we're still doing it today. Right? Back in the day, people would do partnerships and it was just a good old handshake. And that was good enough. And your word is your bond. Is anybody in here want to do a deal by handshake anymore? Probably very few of you. Maybe with one or two people on earth, you would shake hands and know that they're going to come through, but you wouldn't just drive up to Miami and do a handshake deal with somebody. Why? Because we're broken relationships are broken, and partnerships are broken, and the number one partnership that is broken is our our partnership with God. Now, thank God he is faithful, and he's always there to go, come back in, come back in, let's do it again, get back up on the horse. I love you. Let's try it again, man. Let's see if we can do better this time. And he's there with us, and he's walking through this. But, I, again, I'm just looking at people. The world is tired. People are tired. And I Oh man, what are we doing? Because if we're not careful, as I said earlier, we're going to come here, and we're going to have a service. 51 times in this building on Sundays. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have a bunch of services. We're going to have 12 first Wednesdays. And we're going to have some some special services. And we're going to have some conferences. And we're going to do that. And you can come to every one of those things and have those services and have a great time. But if you do not encounter God daily, you are going to be in danger of breaking this partnership (laughs) daily. He doesn't want you to meet with him once a week or once a month or during conferences or first Wednesdays only. He wants relationship with you all day, every day. And as soon as you will get this inside of you, as soon as you will resolve to do the things that you're supposed to do and to seek God with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your body, with all of your strength, and when you will do that, he will show himself to you. If you will seek him with your whole heart, you will find him. And when you find him, you're going to find everything that you've been looking for, everything that you've been chasing in the world that you thought, man, this, this thing will fill me. I'll go over here, I'll smoke this, and that'll fill me, and I'll chase this girl, or I'll chase that boy, or I'll go to this club, or I'll get this title, or have this thing, or this car, or this boat, or this house, or everybody will know my name, or I'll have this many followers, or this many likes, and this many hearts, and all of this, and all of this acclaim, and I'll have the money in the bank, and I'll have it, and you'll find it all leads to the same empty, dead-end space of emptiness. Every single thing. I hear a couple of amens, but it may be, maybe the rest of you are just sitting here going, that might be right. I'm telling you, it is right. It is right. And until you figure that out, you're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again. And it's like, my goodness. You've heard me say it a bunch of times. Smart people make mistakes. And stupid people make the same mistake over and over again. Right? Shouldn't use the word stupid from the pulpit, but whatever. It's first Wednesday. Want something different? Anybody want something different? Oh, I want something different. I want something fresh. I need something more than a service on Sunday. I didn't, like I, I gotta, I gotta have it like this. I gotta have it where I'm like driving down the road. And God's like, pull over here because there's somebody in there that you need to talk to right there. I got to have it like that in 22. I mean, I, this, is the, this is the kind of, like, conversation and community and covenant that God wants with his people. And I don't, I, don't, I don't know what other churches are doing. I don't pastor other churches. I pastor this church. But the number one person that I pastor in my life is me. And I'll tell you, I'm the hardest person I'm ever going to lead. I can be a knucklehead. And I'm like yelling at myself sometimes and getting myself into it, but God loves me like he loves you and loves them out there and he's working with me and I'm getting better and I'm doing this and we're moving into we're moving into a place, as Pastor Juan said, of, of radical obedience and for some of you, a voice is going to come on in you this season like you've never experienced before and you're either going to say yes to the voice or you're going to ignore the voice and if you keep ignoring the voice and you keep pushing him to the side like that, he'll go, fine, I'm going to go to someone else and speak to them because somebody's going to move in obedience and they're going to get the blessings so many so many times we want the blessings of god but we won't move in obedience god's blessings are conditional they're conditional so this 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 message tonight i'm entitling is just called if it's just called if Right, Second Chronicles chapter seventeen. Some of you know where um, um, chapter seven. Some of you know where I'm going. God, awaken our souls tonight. Let me just start reading. Second Chronicles chapter seven, verse one. When Solomon finished praying, fire flashed down from heaven and burned up the burnt offerings and sacrifices. And the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple. The priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because of the glorious presence of the Lord filled it. See, see, here's 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 what I already see. It's like we read that and we go like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> go back to read like Second Chronicles chapter five and it talks about the 120 priests and again Solomon setting a temple and it says they they could not stand up because of the presence of God, and we're like, oh that's oh that's that's a pretty cool verse. They couldn't stand up. <laughs> they couldn't stand up. I'm talking about the weights. The weight of the glory of God, the, co- the covenant relationship of God falling on you so heavy that you just sit there. You don't go like, oh, that was a really cool service. You go like, I can't move. Like my, my heart is overwhelmed by the love and the grace and the mercy of God. It says the priest could not enter the temple because the Lord, the glory of the presence of the Lord filled it. When all the people of Israel saw the fire coming down and the glorious presence of the Lord filling the temple, they fell face down on the ground and worshiped the Lord, praised the Lord, and saying he is good, his faithful love endures forever. I don't know, Pastor Victor's in here somewhere. We're going to write a song with that this year. Yeah. That's going to happen this year. God just told me. Solomon then consecrated the central area of the courtyard in the front of the Lord's temple. He offered to burn offerings in the fat of peace offerings there because of the bronze altar he had built. Could not hold all the burnt offerings and grains and offerings, sacrificial fat. So here's, here's the deal. David was Solomon's dad. And David really wanted to build a temple for the Lord. Grace, will you do me a favor? Will you grab that water for me back there? He really wanted to build a temple. God said, You're not going to build a temple. So he he did a lot of just um, getting stuff together, cedars of Lebanon, and all this wonderful things because we want this is God's house. We want it to be the best. Right? We want it to be the best. We want to adorn the temple. We want to make it as nice as possible because it is God's house. It's an incredible place. And we want to we want to experience we want all the people to experience all the wonderful things that excuse me while I do this. So what happened is David didn't get to build it, but his son Solomon did get to finish it. So he was the one who did all of this. And he's like, man, we're going to go crazy. We're going to sacrifice everything for the Lord. And it was beautiful. And it's this is a beautiful festival of shelters and it's total celebration of dedication of the altar for seven days. They just went nuts praising God. And we come here and I hear people complain because we don't have bagels anymore. Let me tell you something, this is corrective in nature, and if it's harsh, it's harsh, we're not here to feed you bagels. Our services are just not that long, (laughs) you're not going to starve to death, I promise you. And if you're really, really hungry and you really, really need it, stop at the, one of the 50 places around here that sell croquetas and empanadas and taquenos and anything else you need, Dunkin' Donuts, Krispy Kreme, all of it, get yourself some bread. But the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let's get filled with the word of God in this next season, church. That's what's going to happen in this. Verse 10 says, at the end of the celebration, Solomon sent the people home. Go home. We, we, we celebrated here, but you got to get some at home, too. And they were all joyful and glad because the Lord had been so good to David and Solomon and to the people of Israel. I think we're, 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 we're blowing our, our, like, Thanksgiving. We're just, like, because of everything. So the news and the media and all the craziness that we're not thankful for what we have. let you see that joy? They were joyful and glad. Man, there's just not a lot of people. Some of you are, praise God. But there's a lot of people who are walking around. Because they're not going, man, God, you've been so good to us. You got thousands and thousands of dollars at Christmas and all this garbage that's going to fade away and rust and corrupt and it'll be gone. It's probably already broken. Your kids already broke their toys, right? And we're going, man, we just got to get them more toys. You know, what you need to give them is more of Jesus in their life. That's what's going to change them from the inside out. God, you've been so faithful and good to us. Uh, Here's the Lord's response to Solomon in all of this. So Solomon finished the temple of the Lord, verse 11, as well as the royal palace. He completed everything he had planned to do so in the construction of the temple and the palace. And then one night, the Lord appeared to Solomon and said, now this is an encounter with God. This is something that's going to mark him and mark us, and we're still talking about it to this day. I have heard your prayer. Don't ever think that God doesn't hear your prayer. Don't ever think it. All the psalms. Every time the, the psalmists are writing, Ah, oh God, it's you. Hear my voice. Let let thine ear be attentive to the voice of my supplication. Out of the depths, out of the depths, I have cried to you, O oh God. Those are some crazy places that humanity feels. This is one of those places. Some of you are praying those types of prayers. God, do you hear me? Do you hear me? Do you know what's going on in my marriage? Do you know what's going on with my kids? And he's going, I hear you. You don't hear me talking back to you because you're too busy yelling. You're too busy lamenting about what you don't have. Start praising, start listening. And God said, I have heard your prayer. I have chosen this temple as a place for making sacrifices. At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command the grasshoppers to devour your crops and send plagues among you. That's heavy happy. And then this verse everybody loves to talk about, right? Then if, if, that's the conditional. If then. These are conditional statements. Promises of God are if, then. If you do this, then I will do this. Always that. You're like, God, can you just do this without me doing my part? No. This and that. Yes, he can, but he wants you to do your part. He wants you to be in the partnership, the involvement. Then if my people who are called by name will, what? Humble. Themselves, man, we're not a society of humility. We are not a society of humility. God, humble us. Humble us. Pray. Seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. So we have some responsibility in the partnership. You already saw the, but I'll just go ahead and list it for you. Here it is. Here's our responsibility. One, humility. Be humble. You're not all that. I'm not all that. I don't care if you're 80 years old, you're 8 years old, you're 18, whatever. I'm not all that. You're not all that. I I can't do anything. The older I get, the less I know. You know what I mean? like I feel like I'm dumber every day I find something else new that I don't know anything about I mean I can tinker around with a lot of stuff I've messed with a lot of things I went out and looked at the playground today and there's like this little screw and it's got a special type of screw and I'm like I've never even seen that what is that like I'm 46 years old. I don't even know what that's, what, what is this? Where do I even go to find out about this? I'm on Google, consulting Google, because he knows everything, right? Can't find it on there. I'm like, I don't know anything about this. What's wrong with me, right? I don't know anything. So humility, get it, get it inside of you. If you can't, then get around people who will help you be humble. I have friends that help me be humble. They pick on me, and that helps me to stay humble. Pray. Pray. <laughs> There's a novel idea. Pray. And we, think, we think because we throw up a Hail Mary every time we get in trouble, that's prayer. Pastor Juan helped us to understand this, how we should start the day, whether it's five minutes or 15 minutes or three hours, however much. It's it's God. God is faithful to meet you wherever you're at, whatever you're willing to do. He'll meet you in that spot. He's always going to be there, and the, he's always there to meet you. He's not mean like come over here, and then you you know just just turn towards him and go to him, and he's going to meet you in that place. But pray, but prayer is work, and real prayer is real work. Watch me when he said real prayer is real work. It's self-denying work. So every time you show up and like gimme, 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 God's like. <laughs> Bible, you just show up and shut up. I mean, if, if you're like me, that's hard. I talk for a living. I just talk. I like before God and I'm like, you know, God, it's just like this, and you know I'm like, I'm really trying here and there's, Oh, if you can help me with this and he, it's like just shut up. And I get it right, typically. It just takes me a little while to process, so I just, like, sit there. Psalm 4610, anybody be still? Be still? And know that I am God? Be still? You know the stillness? You know what that requires? I've told you this before. Maybe I'll preach a whole message on it on a Sunday. But stillness is not like, okay, I'm good. Stillness, to still yourself, to actually still your body so that you can still your mouth, so that you can still your mind, so that you can still your spirit, so that you can hear his spirit? you imagine that? How many of you do that? A few of you could raise your hand to go, like, yes, I have been stilled to the point where his my spirit is still to hear his spirit and encounter what he wants from me. Humble, pray, seek. I already told you, Jeremiah 29, 13. Everybody knows 11, they don't know 13. Seek me with all your whole heart and you will find me. Seek God. Wake up in the morning, seek first. Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these others and its righteousness and all these other things will be added to you There's a seeking that has to happen in the partnership. I'm looking out for my partner. God I'm looking out for you first. Everybody else can wait. I love my family, but they can wait I got to seek God first if I don't know what's going on in my relationship with God. How am I gonna lead my daughter? How am I gonna lead my wife? How am I gonna lead a church? I'm seeking after God and turning Even as I said the word turn right now, some of you were marked in your mind about something you need to turn away from in this next season. It literally just happened right now. There's something in your mind that you know you have to turn from in this next season. That's our role, that's our responsibility. God has a response for it. Here's his response. I will hear, I will forgive, I will restore. We're looking at all these broken, tired, lonely, frustrated, empty people walking around. And we're going, oh God, heal our city. Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? I'm not saying because we showed up on a Wednesday night. And I'm tired. I went to work today and I came here. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about encountering him daily. And then carrying that out in covenant every single day. The people, this is what he says in verse 15. We seldom go to 15 and 16. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. Ooh. You know how many prayers are prayed in this place? Prayers, prayers that are desperate. I've prayed, I've cried with people in this room. I've wept with people in this room and we prayed for their, their kids. Moses and Lorraine are sitting over there. We, we prayed on a Wednesday night three, four months ago for their son Moses. He just got a clean bill of health from leukemia today. Today. Praise God today. Come on, you can do better than that. God touched his life. The baby Shayla is just born. She's in the hospital right now. God's going to bring her out of the hospital this week. He's going to heal her lungs this week. She's going to go home with her mom and dad this week. My eyes will be open and my ears attentive to every prayer made in this place. For I have chosen this temple and set it apart to be holy. A place where my name will be honored forever. I will always watch over it for it is dear to my heart. Now listen to this. People want something different. That's why I said. We want something different, right? How many of you want something different? I want something different. Well, if you want something different, do something different. Do something different. Maybe some of you have been showing up for church for 50 years. But it's the same. I don't know what our services are going to look like this year. I already told Pastor Victor you can say, I don't know what they're going to look like. We have a, we say we're not a liturgical church. Liturgical is like, it feels very like, but you know our liturgy. We have a liturgy, if we're honest. Here's our liturgy is like, You walk in here, you're greeted, you come in here, we have an opening video, everybody gets excited, we jump up, we sing three songs, somebody comes out and hosts, they tell you about an offering, they tell you about a connection card, I get up here and preach, we might sing a song at the end, there might be an altar call, we're going to pray our benediction, you're going to go home, and we're going to come back and do it all again next week. How many of you want something different? Want something different? You want something different, do something different. Listen, if you want a move of God in your life, make a move with Him. Make a move with Him. He hasn't stopped moving. He hasn't stopped speaking. He's stirring it up in this season. And He wants you to be on board with Him. We don't need Him to get on board with us. We need to get on board with what He's doing. And He is, he is looking we hearts who are completely His, who will have done all of those things that we talked about. Humble, pray, turn, seek. He's looking for hearts. And then He will turn His ear to you. He will hear your prayer. And as you do all of those things that you're supposed to do, your heart will be so linked up with His. Your spirit will be so stilled that you will have heard. And your prayers will start looking less like you. And they will start looking more like kingdom prayers. You'll start living kingdom in this season. And it'll blow your mind. Would you stand with me in this place? I gotta gotta, gotta wrap this up real quick. Just just let me read. Let me just read for a few verses so you hear what happens. 17, as for you, if you faithfully follow me as David, your father, did, obeying all the commands and decrees and regulations, then I will establish a throne of, of your dynasty. For I made this covenant with your father, David, when I said one of your descendants will always rule over Israel. But if... You or your descendants, abandon me and disobey the decrees of the commands I have given you. And if you serve and worship other gods, then I will uproot the people from this land that I have given them. I will reject this temple that I have made holy to honor my name. I will make it an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations. And though this temple is impressive now, all who pass by will be appalled. They will ask, why did the Lord do such terrible things to this land and to this temple? And the answer will be because the people abandoned the Lord the God of their ancestors who brought them out of Egypt and they worshiped other gods instead of bowing down to them. That is why he has brought the disasters on them. Now, it doesn't have to be that way. This is a great house. I love this house. There's going to be be some changes this year. We're going to adorn it. We're going to make it as beautiful for the Lord as possible. That's what we're going to do in this. But it isn't even about this. Until you get that this is the temple, until you understand that this is it, what you don't want is people walking by the temple and going, What happened to that? What happened to their life? Why are you so sad? Why are you so dejected? Why are you so joyless? Why are you zapped of energy? And why are you so empty? What happened? How bad is God just mad at you? We don't want it. I don't want it for this physical building with walls and a roof. And I certainly don't want it in my life or my family. And I don't want it in your life either. If. If. If da da da, so we're we we're, we're in a series starting Sunday called "From Now On." So from now on, I'm. Just in preparation for this, I want you to go home home tonight, tomorrow, leading up to Sunday. I want you to begin to write your own from now on statements. Before we even get into this series Sunday, just begin to let God move in your life prophetically. Let him begin to speak to you. From now on, I'm going to do this. From now on, this. These are statements that that are going to honor God, that they're going to honor kingdom, that they're going to change lives around me. Not just my life, right? They're going to change some things. From now on, Because we start asking questions, what kind of church is this? Some of you are going to begin to share like you've never shared before. You're just, there's going to be a holy boldness that comes on you. You're going to, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about Jesus all the time. People are mad about it, and they're going to say, Hey, you want to come to church with me? And they're going to go, What kind of church is it? <laughs> and you get to tell them. I used to, when I was a kid, I used to be embarrassed to bring people to church, honestly. A lot, of, a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> Maybe you think this is crazy. This isn't crazy at all. <laughs> I mean, we're crazy for Jesus, but it's not crazy like that, right? What kind of church do you tell them what kind of church we are? The kind of church that the Spirit of God moves in this place? That people's lives are changed and transformed and healed. Listen, this is... This is the kind of church that when you leave, you're different because of the power of God. That's what kind of church this is. I don't know about all of this and this and this. I just know that i got to have a family like this, a community like this. And I want to continue, and I want to bring as many people so we can expand the kingdom of God. What kind of church is this? What kind of church are you? What kind of temple are you? What do you want to see different in your life? You get to answer. it starts this relationship covenant a partnership it's gonna change everything how you view your partner how you view your partner how you treat your partner you're gonna respect him you're gonna disrespect him on you would you bow your heads with me father thank you for this moment I'm sorry for the things that we've held back from you. Lord, I'm sorry when I've chased things to fill my life that weren't of you, for you. I'm sorry for that, God. And I'm sorry for for people who don't even know how to pray that prayer. I'm sorry for our world. I'm sorry that we broke partnership with you. God, I'm thankful that you're here for us. here and not even just over there you're always here and when I get there you'll be here too and there too now this is your church thank you for saving our lives thank you for saving our families thank you for healing us and touching us thank you for touching Moses' life Lord for healing his body Pray for little baby hello right now, that you just touch her lungs right now. God, in the name of Jesus, expedite the process. Blow doctors' minds in Jesus' name. Anybody that's experiencing any physical ailment in this room right now, Holy Spirit, just drop right now into hearts and minds and bodies and strengthen and touch and heal in Jesus' name. Relationships that have been stressed on the, on, the, on the verge of brokenness. I pray that you just bring healing, a healing of communication. Let there be a drawing closer together. We thank you in advance for what you've done. For any depression, any anxiety in this room, let it be gone in the mighty name of Jesus. Let there be amazing healing, an amazing touch from God in this place. Now, this is your church. Now, we're going to praise. We're gonna sing it out. We're gonna live for you. We're gonna let everybody know in this next season that we serve a faithful God, that he is good, that he is holy, that he is honorable, and that he is for us. We're gonna praise you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I tell you all, we're gonna lift it up tonight. We're gonna to sing one more song. Let's... Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. If you want more information about LifePoint or want to get in contact with us, please visit us at www.lpc.is. We hope you have an awesome week. Grace and peace.